Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. You are in for a treat in our conversation today, but before we get to that conversation, I want to remind you, uh, we don't want you to miss a single episode, so go over and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite channels. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, and we'd love for you to help us spread the word about the podcast. One way you can do that is to rate our podcast. Really easy way to do that. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. That stands for Church Leadership Podcast. Ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. We would appreciate that, and uh, we're, we're excited to bring you this conversation. We are excited to bring you this conversation. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the podcast. We have our friend and a pastor to pastors. We have uh, Craig Carlisle with us this week. Uh, Craig serves as the associational mission strategist for the Etowah Baptist Association here in Alabama. And Craig, we are so glad you've taken time out of your schedule. We know you have a lot going on right now, uh, but we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. Well, it's an honor to be with you guys, and I appreciate you, uh, your invitation, and hopefully what we do today will be helpful to, uh, to as many people as possible. Yeah, I have no doubt that it will be. Yeah, and, and what you have told us personally, what we've seen you do is you are doing a great job in the midst of uh, this crazy season of ministry right now to not only to help those pastors, but to encourage them. And you've, you've mentioned making those Sunday visits or being available for them. Uh, I know you regularly make phone calls to pastors and, and reach out and talk to them. What are some, not only, we, we see those are the ways that you're, you're reaching out to them, but what are some of the things that you're saying to them? Or how are you helping some of these pastors right now uh, through encouraging them by dealing with the frustration of ministry uh, in the midst of a, a pandemic? Well, I like them and trying to figure this out. Uh, you know, I didn't have the playbook either when uh, when <laughs> all of this broke, and uh, and so I, what I tried to do is mainly keep them informed of what I know. Um, I have tried not to uh, be a speculative director of missions and say I think this is going to happen. I've tried to be realistic with them. Um, one of the biggest things I think that we have done here is, first of all, just personal attention to the pastor. Um, rather than group meetings, uh, we don't have the pastor's meetings and that sort of thing, but just singling them out individually and talking to them personally and hearing where they are. Um, I think they have appreciated that as much as anything. And as we talk, you know, trying to give them advice and give them counsel, um, you know, especially the counsel, okay, what do I do when, when we can't meet? Okay, these are some options. These are, you know, you can do, because some of them didn't have technology, uh, didn't have knowledge of how to use technology. So, and I'm not certainly not an expert on that, but, you know, just helping them figure out how they can stay connected with their people, especially in the rural areas. And I watched them step up to the plate and and the guys were so the guys were so hungry hmm. it was humbling the way they listened to what you have to say they they were you know fearful they, you know am I going to lose my church am I going to lose my congregation is my giving going to tank and we're not going to be able to pay the bills uh, 
you know, all of those factors, you know, so I was able to encourage them, you know, that, you know, if you would just, if you would just continue basically doing what you're doing in a different format, I said, I believe that your people will follow you. And I have watched that happen time and time again. But guys, while you may have changed the mode of your communication to online versus in person, you're still the pastor. You're still loving them. You're still communicating with them. And, you know, and we talked about how I've watched deacons be deacons like mm. I never have before, checking on people and loving on loving on the senior adults that were disconnected. Um, but just, you know, being a, being a, a voice, a person to hear, you know, I think sometimes pastors feel like they, they try to reach out, but it's like getting a, a, a recording, you know, where you do this. Or, I think for me, it's been giving that personal touch and they have called on me. Um, I can't tell you how many phone calls I have fielded you know, seven days a week, you know, and the guys have my cell number. I'm never out of touch with them. Uh, and they know that I do not mind them using it. And so, you know, seven days a week, they'll call. It may be Sunday morning. It may be Saturday night. And they'll call and say, Brother Craig, I've got this problem. Can you help me with it? And we figure out a way to help, uh, to help them, you know, get through the, the crisis. And, you know, I just, I just love being able to, uh, to do that. Uh, and that's what I, my ministry is built on availability. Mm. Uh, I am not a distant uh, guy that can't be reached. Uh, they can drop in, not a lot of drop-ins these days, but they can drop in, they can call me, they can text me. Um, and they know that I'm going to talk to them. And a lot of guys have just called just, you know, Brother Craig, I'm, 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 I'm down. I'm, I'm discouraged. I, uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm doing the right thing, those kind of things. And just being available to tell them, you know what, and pray with them, you know what, God, you're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Um, and and they have been. You know, we it's just that just that being there, uh, being yeah. there for them. And that that is key. I mean, you mentioned that relationship, and you know, I think. I think it's a principle that, that we've talked about before that's so important. It's, it's that relationship between inv invitation and truth or invitation and challenge. Jesus modeled it well. He invited his disciples in before he issued truth or challenge or teaching. And, and I think that's exactly what you're modeling. And I think as leaders in a local church, I think that's what we need to remember. You know, it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic or not. We can invite people in, right, to a relationship. And, and that gives us the credibility, the right. space, uh, you know, to the environment to, to really do ministry in their lives and help them and serve them. So that, that's huge. If I can tell you one quick story that happened just a couple of weeks ago, one of our smallest churches, uh, again, I built relationships with every pastor. So nobody's, nobody gets more attention than the other, no matter what size your church is. And they were, they were in a crisis. Their air conditioning had gone out hmm. and, we have a church benevolence fund that if something like that happens to your association is here to help you. And because I'd had the relationship with the pastor, he didn't ask me for it. I just knew that it was going on. So I called him up and I said, Hey brother, uh, I know you've got a situation. I said, we want to help you. 
And I said, we're gonna, we're gonna give you some money to help you get that air conditioner fixed back up, fixed up so you can continue ministry. And I mean, he just wept and he went and told his people that the association was gonna do this for him. And he called me, he said, uh, one of the ladies came up to me after the service and said, you know, our other pastors always told us we were too small. The association didn't care, didn't care about us and, and said, you know, that that's not true. Mm. Well, that, that personal attention, I mean, not just in your role, in, in ministry period, in relationships, it's huge. And I do want to talk a little bit about a, a specific area of ministry that you're involved in. It really just, when, when Andy and I talk about this, and it comes up, you know, you would, you'd be surprised how often this comes up, but your prayer ministry, because it is unique and it is rare. And so I want you to talk a little bit about how God led you to that and how, how that works. Okay. Uh, about six years ago, I was in, the, in a conversation with, uh, with another pastor and we were talking about pastors and, you know, the struggle that they have. And the Lord in that conversation that day just brought to my heart, you know, you need to start praying for your pastors. And, and when I say that you, you, we all know that saying you're going to pray for someone sometimes they carry a lot of weight you know right. it's a it's an out out of the conversation yeah i'm going to remember you the lord just began to convict my heart and i was a pastor of a of, of my last church that i served and um the lord just laid it on my heart i had already begun to build relationships for whatever reason pastors were calling me especially younger pastors would call me you know for guidance advice uh they would say you know mentoring and this sort of thing and so i was already building that uh and so i just decided that i was going to build a prayer calendar so uh, literally it was as simple as taking out my ipad and opening up the calendar and i started out with about 10 10 ministries that were close friends and i just assigned them a day on the on the calendar and I started with one through 10 and uh, that's the way it began. And so as I started it, I would just, the guy that was on the first day of the month, I would send him a text that morning and say, just say, good morning. How can I pray for you today? I mean, it's that simple. And so as time went by, uh, I began to see, you know, how God was using this. And so I started increasing it. I started just adding, I added, uh, it's really strange, maybe not strange, but how I've accumulated the names is, you know, I've added pastors that I've served on the State Board of Missions with uh, for the State Convention that I've gotten acquainted with. I've added missionaries from mission trips that I've been on uh, there on my prayer calendar. Uh, then I added my deacons. I thought, you know what, I need to be praying for my deacons. And so I added my deacons and uh, kept got them on the prayer calendar. I was on the board of Lifeway for eight years. Met a lot of pastors added them. Uh, I'm a part of the church planner assessment team for the state. So I meet all the new church planners. I uh, started adding them. Lamar Duke, bless his heart, uh, would call me and he'd say, Craig, I got 10 new planners. Can you start praying for them? And mm -hmm. I would add them to my calendar. I get to pray for Adam Greenway. Today was Adam Greenway's day, president of Southwestern Seminary. Uh, and he responds to me. I get to pray for him. Uh, uh, Dr. Chuck Lawless is on my on my prayer calendar. Uh, 
you know, so God has just added all these people. And, and I think the difference is if, if you get a text, if you send me a prayer request, I send you a prayer back. I don't say I'll pray for that right. or I'll remember that or, you know, um, I actually send you a prayer back for whatever you've asked prayer for. And that is what has made the difference for me. And I think what makes the ministry unique is it's, I hope it's genuine. I hope they, they, you know, and what has happened is over the years that I've done this is the way the men, the, the, the intimacy that has grown in the prayer request, you know, mm -hmm. from, you know, just pray for our service Sunday or I've got a meeting today to, you know, I'm praying for the salvation of ministers' children. Mm -hmm. I'm praying for their spouses as they go through difficult times. I'm, I'm praying for crisis situations in, in guys' churches, uh, you know, and, and the way that they have opened up to me you know, and, and guys will, you know, it's gotten to the point now where guys, they know their day, okay? They, for the ones <laughs> that's been on there for a long time, they know their day. They know what day the text is coming. And, and I'll get a call from guys randomly, and they'll say, I know it's not my day. <laughs> pray for me with this today. Uh, that happens quite frequently. You know, uh, guys will just... Uh, they'll just pick up the phone and or send me a text to, Hey, you know, I know my day's the 23rd, but uh, can you pray for me this day? And, and you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm, I'm up over 500 guys now that I have on my prayer calendar. Uh, I have it set up on a 30 day month. Uh, February is a challenge because I have to pull everybody after the 28th or 29th back up. And so, but they get a text, even though it's not their day. Um, uh, my Sabbath is the 31st. Whenever there's a 31st of the month, I, I take that day off. Uh, I don't have anybody on the 31st. Uh, but I have anywhere from 15 to 22 guys a day for every day of the month that, that get a text from me. And it's generally the first thing I do in the morning when I get up. I have my, my quiet time. And then I open up my phone and I just start sending texts out usually between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. Some days I get responses all day. It depends on, you know, or, you know, a guy will respond late in the day and say, I'm sorry, I was tied up, you know. Uh, some days I don't get a response. Some days, two days, sometimes two days later I get a reply, you know. But I let everybody know, even if you don't respond immediately, it doesn't mean you're not being prayed for, right. you know. And uh, uh, I had a, there was a, about a year and a half ago, two guys were at a conference. They did not know each other. They were in Nashville, and they were sitting next to each other, and they introduced each other, and somehow they got on the subject of my prayer calendar. And they, one of them said, you know, this guy prays for me. And what it turned out, one guy was on the fifth of the month, and the other guy was on the sixth. <laughs> and I'm the fifth, I'm the sixth. I mean, you know, it's been neat like that. But um, oh. God has used that for me to build so when I go to, when I go to a convention or SBC or state, uh, you know, guys are all the time coming up to me and saying, Hey, you know, so I'll be honest with you. Some of them I've never laid eyes on some of the guys that have, I've talked to on the phone. You know, if a guy calls me a minister looking for maybe to relocate or, or look for something new, 
I get their resume and they'll call and I'll talk to them and I'll say, hey, I'm going to add you to my prayer calendar. I said, I can, I'll have to let you know what day, but I'm going to add you to my prayer calendar and you'll get a text from me that day. So save my number so you'll know who it is. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I've just built it. I've built it that way. So I get to pray for guys as they look for new places of service and uh, share their resumes and this sort of thing. And it's been, it's such a blessing. It's just such a part of my, I've been doing it for six years now. Uh, and it's still growing. Uh, I never get tired of it. Mm. Uh, it's a highlight of my day to send those texts out and to get the replies from guys, um, you know, and it's just part of who I am now. And that has benefited me while it is nationwide and in some ways worldwide. Uh, that's been one of the things that I, way I regularly stay in touch with my pastors. At least once a month, my pastors hear from me. And uh, so I don't have to bug them all the time. I, you know, they know I care. They know I'm praying for them. And they know I've been praying for them through this pandemic, through this. And so, you know, God is just, it's just, it's just phenomenal. I mean, I'm amazed that I've gone from 10 to over 500. But at the same time, it's still just every day is a fresh day. You know, I just... I open up my calendar and I've got it laid out there and, you know, it's, there's your day. And uh, like I said, the guys have been on it for a while. They expect it. If I don't, if I, there's a cup, there was one time I went, I went to Israel and I had sent out a text before I left the country. I said, guys, I'm going to be up, be out of the country. I'm not going to be texting you, you know, just know that I'll be praying for you though on that day. And I got back and one of the guys you know, called me and, and uh, after I got back and he said, what happened? You didn't text me. <laughs> it, it just gives me great joy and just watching how God has blessed it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a part of, it's part of who I am now. Yep. Well, we have definitely benefited from hearing your story of how you are helping and encouraging pastors there in, in your part of the world. And I personally have benefited from your encouragement and your prayers. I'm, I'm glad to, to get those texts on the 24th of the month. And uh, it's, a, it's a, a very, very encouraging thing to know that, like, like we said earlier, that somebody is praying for you. Somebody has your back, and we really appreciate all that you do. Well, I want to ask you as we kind of bring things to a close real quick, if you had something maybe you wanted to share really briefly, uh, you've talked about how you encourage and minister to pastors and how you pray for them. Is there something that you would like to say as we close out our time this morning uh, that might be uh, just a brief way to say, hey, hey, pastor, keep going, or maybe a, a church member, how, how they can encourage their pastor? Yeah, I would just, uh, I know this is a discouraging time for many for many guys, because just I've looked at this. If this thing had lasted a month, we'd probably be okay. Everybody would have run back. But now that we're four, close to five months in, everybody's not coming back. And and I know guys are trying to figure out. I, I talk to guys who are trying to figure out how to stay connected. And uh, that's one of the things I have been able to share. This I've been able to share this prayer calendar idea with pastors and tell them to do this for your church members. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do every pastor, but just do this for your, ch- load your, load your leadership, load your deacons, load 
your Sunday school teachers, you know, and just text them and let them know that you're praying for them as they do try to carry out ministry in these, in these strange days. Uh, I had a guy, I had a pastor last week call me from Missouri. He had seen a post and he said, Hey, I want to know about you, how you're doing this. So that's one thing I would tell pastors is one way to stay connected with your people in this time of separation is to send them a text or call them. If they don't text, call them and just say, Hey, I'm here for you. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm praying for you. And that's one way that they can do that. I would say the same thing to church members. Church members, if you've got your pastor's cell number, text him. Just every now and then. Just say, I love you, pastor. Uh, I know this is a tough time for you, but I'm praying for you. Or you're doing a great job leading us through this. We are. Uh, we know that it's tough. And let them know that you appreciate the gravity of the situation that they find themselves in. You're going to see the rewards of this. I think we're all... We all don't know what it's going to look like when we actually open back up. We don't know how many people are going to come back. We don't know uh, how many people are going to be back with us. How many people can come back with us? I was talking to a pastor the other day. We're going to lose some people for this. There's going to be some people that won't ever come back to our church again. They're sick. they, They pass away. And I said... You know, I try to tell guys that, you know, our congregations may look different when we return, but you're still the pastor. And the best thing you can do is just keep loving your people and love them well. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep doing evangelism. You know, one of the things I believe very strongly is, and we, we talked about this for years, but evangelism and discipleship is, is even more crucial now. That's than right. it ever was before because people are searching, they're looking for answers. Hopefully some of the lukewarmness is falling away and we're seeing, we're going to see a vibe, a better church, a stronger church and a church that has a greater heart for this community because there's so many people hurting. So guys, hang in there. People, trust your pastor and let him lead you through this time the best way he knows how. That's awesome. You know, Christ in you, the hope of the world still true, right? Even That's in the- it. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an encouragement to us. I know those listening have been encouraged and equipped to better lead in the local church. So thank you so much. Well, guys, I appreciate you letting me have the opportunity. And I hope y'all have a great rest of the day. All right. See you next time. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 